Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path. I have a very special guest. For those of you who have listened to the Zen Stoic Podcast, you are going to know who this man is. I have the one, the only, Nico Rebel, my brother. He is the reason why the Zen Stoic Podcast was even a thing and the reason why it has come to this point today. Nico, thank you so much for being here. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, big up yourself. Yo, listen, I am honored to be on the Zen Stoic Path right now. Thank you, sir. I feel like it's great been, to be here. <laughs> <laughs> we've been trotting the road. And now we're actually here on the path. Yes. So thank you for that, bro. Thank, thank you for you, having man. me, man. Yeah, dude. It's first of all, it's just amazing being able to come and just hang out with you and just bro. kick it. But to have you on the podcast again is even better. Ooh, it's even it's like better. old times, baby. Trust me, man. <laughs> this is this is this is the things that fill me with joy. Yes. You know what I mean? Hanging out with good people and having great conversations. And yo, listen, you're family, bro. Yeah. You know this already. You're <laughs> the family. feeling is mutual, brother. Exactly, my bro. Exactly. Yes. So talk to me, bro. What's going on, man? This is, this so, is a movie right now. <laughs> this, Let me tell you guys. Let me give everyone a visual. This yes. guy came so prepared with his <laughs> studio and everything. Come like, a portable I, studio. I'm taking aback right now. I'm usually the studio guy but i'm just playing this part now being the person that's being interviewed i like it yes absolutely yeah you're in the interview seat now yes so yeah for those of you who have not yet listened to the zen stoic podcast which is the original version of this podcast nico was my sound engineer as well as my co-host so this is the man who was with me day in day out developing the philosophy of zen stoicism Chopping up these dope, conversations. Dope, dope. You know, sometimes we had to re-record episodes because we'd be saying some crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Lots of times, guys. Lots of times. This happened more than once. Yes. <laughs> it was good vibes every time. Absolutely. Every time, man. I was, tell you, those those podcasts, I still go back and listen to and reference them in my life. You know what I mean? Still referencing? Yeah, bro. We were talking some real shit. Uh, okay, so I got to ask then because it's just a natural segue into okay. this. Going through that journey of creating the Zen Stoic podcast together, what were some of the biggest things from Zen or Stoicism that stood out to you or that still impact you today? Yo, listen to me. There's two stories that keep on resonating with me, and that's definitely one, being the uh, warrior in the garden. Yes. That one, to this moment, (laughs) still I try to maintain that mentality and that lifestyle of being the warrior ready Mm -hmm. at any given time rather than a gardener in a battle. Yes. I don't want to be that guy. No, you don't want to be that guy. (laughs) You want to be be there with your your flower pot and your little shovel. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) When your enemy's got weapons and such. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the philosophies. And then the next one is definitely, as I go through my journey of life, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to help me out, but the one about mortality. Oh, the memento mori. Memento mori. From stoicism, yes. Exactly, bro. So I think those two kind of are like some guiding principles that I've carried through since being exposed to them on the podcast by you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Those two, they're definitely ones that I focus on a lot, especially the warrior in the garden. Oh yeah. The intro episode on this podcast, (laughs) that's the whole theme. Yes. Uh, Because at the end of the day, what this whole movement is about when it comes to Zen stoicism is being able to be peacefully present each moment, but also being ready for anything life can throw at you, which is the whole warrior part, the strengthening yourself part. And I feel like if we sit here and try to wish for things to be easier after the crazy year that we all just had, what a crazy year. Did you guys make it out? All right. (laughs) I I would hope so. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you are all right. Exactly. At least as all right as you can be to listen to a podcast. Ah, So that's a good step in the right direction for us all. It's true. It's true. And uh, it makes us actually appreciate love 
those things. Mm-hmm. Being able to actually vibe a podcast and grow from that podcast and take it throughout our life. Yes. So these podcasts, the Zen Stoic Path itself is helping people. Maybe they might have went through some adversity last year mm-hmm. and your lessons and your teachings, bro, they're just aligning right now. It's almost like they went to training camp. Yes. <laughs> or they're in training camp and they're getting ready to come out. You know what I mean? Absolutely, I love it, bro. Man. Yes, absolutely. So, Nico, for those of you, for those listeners who have not heard the previous podcast, right. not sure who you are, <laughs> come on, guys. This is, uh, this is a Grammy Award winning exactly. <laughs> engineer. Jeez. I, I'm going to sit back and let him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, Nico, you're a creative. You've been doing music for a long time. Like, how did you get into that journey? Let me tell you. Um, that journey is actually... Yo, it's one of chance, but it's one of, um, what do you call that thing? Escaping the oppression and some sort mm-hmm. of stifling that I felt like I was going through in my childhood that I wanted to express myself mm-hmm. and didn't know how else to do it in a positive way. So yes. I turned to music, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because usually when you're going through your teens or whatever, you're I don't know, I can't talk for everybody. For me, it was somewhat angry period for me so i had to find some way to transform that energy because anger is an energy and an emotion Mm -hmm. all in the same find a way to make that into something positive and creative you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i've always had a passion for djing i've been a dj for 20 years now oh yeah carrying (laughs) if anybody's familiar with the jamaican sound system culture carrying the records from party (laughs) to party lugging it for your older dj counterparts and learning that whole culture and that whole system and segueing into playing the steel bands in high school migrating to the united states and just completely not know what to do Mm -hmm. because everybody just makes the stereotype or the assumption that hey that guy's from jamaica you want to sell weed i don't want to sell no weed That's not what I, I want. Come up to you, be like, "Hey, man, you sell weed?" Yeah. Like, nah, I play music, bro. Yeah, I play music, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to do. So, in that segue, when I migrated here, I had to try and reinvent and build myself more, mm-hmm. other than that Jamaican that has a stereotype that either smokes weed or sells weed. You yes. know what I mean, I didn't want to be that guy. Absolutely. So, going to DJ, then started composing and making music with some close friends mm-hmm. that I ended up meeting over here. And from there, bro, the journey just continued. It's something where even when my parents would be like, nah, don't do music. That's a waste of time. We migrated here to America for a better life. What are you doing? Yes. How many boulevards of broken dreams music has Yes. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, do it. it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So it's ironic where I lived a life where my mom used to say, no, nah, son, I don't want you to do that because... It's scary, and they're not used to mm. that that risk, right? Because yes. they're on the narrative, and I don't know if a lot of people can relate. Yo, go to school, go to work, go to mm-hmm. work, and live a life, and die, oh, and, yes. die and die, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So me being a rebel, Nico rebel, going against the norm of what they thought was the right path, mm-hmm. here I am living to see my mom say to people, my son's Grammy nominated and Grammy award winning. <laughs> what, mom? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> After all that smack talk. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, 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 it's, it's so ironic, bro, to see that journey. So those are some of the things that I realized. Went gold in um, New Zealand on a song, Long White Cloud with Israel Star. We have billboard plaques. Like, we're actually mm-hmm. doing yes. the things that we set forth. 
10 years ago. Yeah, man. When everybody was like, yo, what are you doing? Don't do that. Yes. You know what I mean? And we're still educated. <laughs> yes. There, there's experience and wisdom that comes from putting yourself on the line like exactly. that. Exactly. And you and I, a few days ago, we were actually going to record this podcast and we ended up just catching up for Listen, like hours. The best. The best. <laughs> so, the so best. we had to postpone our recording, but that's all good. That's all great, man. We get to chill, but... I know you and I were talking in the car when we were grabbing that Cali coffee, which I don't know if any of you have Yo. had Cali coffee. That place is insane. Insanely great. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up having to go to a second location yep. because the first location had a line that was literally a mile long. One mile. We had to video. In cars, yeah. To, it, was, it was insane. It yeah. was insane. I, I thought there was definitely an accident, um, <laughs> but it was just for coffee. So yes. Yes. That, all, all I could say is I appreciate the commitment of Yo, these people. listen to me, man. They are <laughs> what called, connoisseurs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> of the movement. Yes. Well, yeah, man, for real. So we're we're in the car. We're we're going to get this coffee, yeah. and we're chopping it up in the car. And Nico and I started talking about how the philosophy of Zen Stoicism has developed. Yes. And in Stoicism, they talk about the four virtues, whereas in Zen Stoicism, we have the four intentions. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I were chatting about it, and how the intentions are something that are not necessarily outwardly observable, but they can be felt by other people. Right. Whereas virtues is like something that you can, not that going after virtues is wrong, but intentions is something that you can't hide from yourself. Whereas virtues, you can almost play it off like yeah. that you're expressing these things. But the reason why we call them the intentions is because the intention is the way that you point and why you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. And one of the Zen Stoic intentions is the intention of sincerity. Yes, we were talking about it. And what it seems like is that your music, it came from that place of sincerity. It wasn't about like, I'm going to make money with this. Exactly. This is my sincere expression of myself. I'm putting myself on the line. Ching, 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 ching. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it's so dope that you're able to help me articulate it that way because I never looked at it that way. You know what I mean? (laughs) But it's true. It came from a genuine, sincere place of self-expression. Yes. To say the least. Because if I was angry, that instrumental that I would compose was angry. That's right. <laughs> if I was happy, yeah. it, it's the expression. Yes, it's, it's the expression. And the other thing that we talk about, and this one, I, I don't think you and I chatted about it yet because this is actually relatively new, but combating the intentions of Zen Stoicism, there's also the delusions of Zen Stoicism. And so this is a, a new one where, in other words, people lose themselves and what I think is really interesting is that you didn't lose yourself to these delusions, although I'm sure they right. tempted you along your along the path, like all of, of us. Of course, of but course. One of those, or a few of those delusions that would have gotten violated had you stopped music and maybe just took the safe route Oops. would have been the delusion of control. Yeah. Like it, when we, when our intention is to control something and to make it safe, it's, it's never safe. It's never safe. <laughs> <yo, laughs> yeah. And bro, that's, that's the real thing too. Yeah. There is something called safety, but that, that, that Kool-Aid that they're selling about mm-hmm. doing this and this is safe. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know what they're talking about. No. Cause you, you can fail even in those things. And that's one of the reasons why when you brought up Memento Mori in the beginning of this and meditating on your own mortality, it's like, you can't control anything. Like you could None. leave here today, like Marcus Aurelius, the OG. The OG man. <laughs> they don't even know. You know the way that Marcus Aurelius would talk about. He he always acknowledged that you could leave here today. So yeah. one of the delusions of Zen Stoicism is this delusion of control. If your intention is to control things, to be certain, to try to map out and predict and solidify or reassure yourself of the future, like you're deluding yourself. Yep. 
yep. The other intention that would have got, or the other delusion that would have, you know, taken place there had you taken that path instead of the creative path of sincere expression right. would be the, the delusion of performance, doing something. So one of the delusions is the delusion of performance, which is essentially the opposite of sincerity. You're trying to perform and make people think one right. thing of you or like trying to do the right thing to get these people's approval right. of the people that you love so much, especially your parents. Exactly. Like, you're exactly. like, why are you doing music? Why don't you do this thing? Exactly. Why, don't you- <laughs> why don't you be a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> nah, performing and so many people, unfortunately, fall into this idea or this delusion of performing for those around them for the external validation. It's like you went through at least a decade of no external validation none, from the bro. people that were closest none, to you. Bro. None. And it's, if you're not strong, I don't want to say strong, but if you don't have that belief in yourself, cause I, I remember I was talking about that trusting yourself too, mm-hmm. right? It can bring you down. Yes. Cause there were some times I, I won't lie to you guys. I will not lie to you guys. There are times where I really ask myself, what the am I doing? Mm-hmm. Because here you think the close, the people closest to you, they're not supporting you. Yeah. <laughs> they're not supporting you. It's almost, oh, he's just doing that thing in the mm-hmm. garage. What is he doing? Yeah. I don't know what he's, he's doing. playing with his little keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I tell you, so I, I, at some point, when you keep hearing that narrative, mm-hmm. you start believing it. Yes. So what happened? I had to reinforce and trust. What are you talking about, Nick? Come on. Yeah. You got this. So it's very important to understand as you say, your genuine intentions. I know that you're doing it from the right place because there's so many people, Vic, I could tell you right now mm-hmm. that I've gone through this music career with or whatever and seeing them perform on every level. Yes. Meaning you cannot be in a car like how we were in a car mm-hmm. and them not put on a show. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so, 100%. <laughs> so, so what happens or what I see is to say that when they constantly have to be putting on a show, it tires them out because mm-hmm. it's not them. Yeah, being yourself and pretending to be someone else is sometimes it's the exhausting. Most exa- yeah, it's, it's the most exhausting. exhausting thing you could possibly it's do. It's exhausting, and that 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 will break them and say, "Okay, why didn't this person go on to be what they made themselves to be?" Yes, the image that they're the trying to project. That, yes, yes, yeah. That's one of the things, especially that Zen acknowledges, is that. A lot of people are, in other words, like at odds with their own humanity. In other words, like they have a a sincere expression that they want to get out, like something artistic like music. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing that, they perform for the validation and approval. In other words, they put their, almost like they put their stock in what they can't control, which is the opinions of others, the validation of others. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what happens when you go down that path. (laughs) Like... Like, like, all right, Nico, now don't lie. Because yeah. I know I've done this too. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever made a piece of music or content? For that, the ladies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could put that under the performance yeah. category. Right? <laughs> but have you ever done it from a place of performance, like wanting to get yeah. the approval? 150%. And I could tell you 150%, those never work out. Never, ever work out. There's some pieces I'm like, Oh my God, I got the sound. This is the sound. This is that commercial sound. This is what's going to pop. <laughs> Anybody? Crickets. Anybody? Yeah. 
See now, see Nico, we were talking about before the podcast. I need the little sounds on my soundboard. Yeah, I need some crickets. I, 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 I got you. I got you, bro. But hell, it's real. Like when I, whenever I try to put on or perform or be somebody that I'm not, bro, mm -hmm. it just doesn't work. It's it's almost like the universe says, "What, Nico? What are you doing? Nah, that's not mm -hmm. you, bro." Yeah, and just immediately rejects me. It doesn't take kindly to you trying to one up. Well said. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, but exactly, that's what happens, man. Yes. So one thing that we've talked about before is this idea that there are no positive or negative emotions, yes. right? There's pleasant, there's unpleasant. And some recent development of that thought is that unpleasant emotions are the most abundant in raw creative energy, whereas pleasant emotions are the most abundant in stabilizing energy. Yeah. yeah. So you had some unpleasant emotions growing up. Yes. Yes. What was it that moved you to channel those into something creative? Like, I believe that energy is something that is very constant, right? Mm -hmm. Whether, as you say, it's unpleasant or pleasant, but it's constant. Yes. So you're going through constant forms of energy. And I've seen people in my grade or my high school that has taken that energy and put it into something negative, getting mm. into fights, mm. setting themselves back, using drugs and all that stuff and it was something where i was like dang this is my homeboy he's going down this road of boosting cars or you know what i mean doing all the things mm -hmm. that he could have taken that same raw energy that he was doing those things to make himself known or give the ego a boost or mm -hmm. all that stuff he could have taken that energy and put it into something creative yes whatever that would i, I don't know what it would be for him you know mm -hmm. what i mean but that same energy, that unpleasant feeling, because he was feeling like he was less. Yes. So he had to do something that he thought would mm, make mm. him be the guy. And for me, I live by the philosophy of if I am my genuine me and I take that same energy and if I say, I'm a tall guy, I'm a big guy. Everybody was saying, why don't you do football? That wasn't me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, nah. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't me. Yeah, I could have taken that energy and did that, but that wasn't me. So I had to find out what really light my flame, bro. Mm -hmm. And it was music. Yes. So that's at that point, I said, okay, I see what you guys are doing over here. I see what you guys are doing over here. For me, this is where I'm going. Yes. You know what I mean? So I saw all the options, basically. Mm -hmm. I was in an unpleasant state, and I decided to choose that option. That's super interesting, because you didn't try to get rid of the unpleasant thing as quickly as possible, no. at least when you were focusing on music. It's almost like you sat in it yeah. and let it let it be what it was. You got present to it. You embraced it. Yeah. And then you, turned, you translated all these things that you were feeling into your music. 150%, bro. <clears throat> so it's interesting, because the example of your friend... And frankly, like a lot of people who, who get into this same trap is they fall into the delusion of expediency. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> see, I need it right now. You see, I have Nico and I haven't talked about the delusions yet. No. <laughs> that's, so, that's why he's stomping me, guys. <laughs> Ain't no stomping. Well, listen, I, listen, this is why I love having conversations with me. <laughs> like the way how we're talking on this podcast is exactly how it is when the mic's off. That's So the interesting thing is like I thought about okay, what's another delusion that people go through? And it's this delusion of expediency. Mm -hmm. And what's meant by expediency is that <clears throat> most of the time what I've noticed in myself, 
in others is that every time you sabotage yourself, every time you do something that is in essence not good for you, whether it's through a substance or eating or spending time with a person who's not good for you, or like whatever your yeah. vice of choice is. Yeah, yeah, it could be a plethora of things. <laughs> yes, there's so many options to be bad. Exactly. <laughs> so, so true, so yes. true. So expediency, this, it's this whole idea of you try to find something, you exploit a passion or a pleasure of some kind to bridge from an unpleasant feeling to a pleasant feeling. And the need to get to that pleasant feeling, get to the next good feeling is where somebody is attempting to be expedient. So in the example of your friend, it seems like he was just trying to get away from those feelings without Correct, allowing himself to feel them, which in his defense, a lot of us are taught not to feel our, and that, our emotions. And, and that is so true. That is very true. I feel as though a lot of us are taught not to express ourselves, mm-hmm. our, our inner selves, you know what I mean? So we're taught to... Do that external buffer, that show, that grandiose thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But never to really check on inside. Yo, what's going on yeah. with Vic, bro? Like, bro. What, what do I actually feel? Yeah, bro, let me come talk to you real quick. Yeah. And not and, and be unbiased. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, actually listen to what you're saying. Oh, yeah. No, we ain't taught that. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Vic just like, no. <laughs> the whole thing is like, sometimes... It's the simplest thing that somebody needs in that situation. Like they just need to feel heard. They need to feel understood as a human being. And before we can even get to that point, we're taught not to even say it, not to even express it, never to be vulnerable. One thing that I think stoicism sometimes will get some criticism on is this idea of being emotionless. Yeah, yeah. And it's not necessarily the case. It's not how it works. It's about dealing with your emotions and not allowing them to overpower you. But that gets lost in the mix sometimes in sometimes the way that stoicism might get taught or written about or talked about on a video where it's almost, oh, like, I feel this bad feeling. Like, I shouldn't talk about it. I shouldn't put it out there. Exactly, exactly. So the conversation we had about how the narrative of karma Mm. has become so expedient. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Yes, I I do remember that episode that we did. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Like, I I never looked at it that way until we broke it down that way. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody just says, oh, that's bad karma. Don't worry, it's going to come back to them. And then the next week, if something unfortunate happens to that person, yeah, that's that bad karma. No, no, no. Yeah. That's not how it works, bro. No, 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 no. And since we brought it up, I suppose we'll talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But that, that whole idea on karma that Nico was talking about, and one thing that we talked about in the last podcast is that again karma is not i think what a lot of people think it is like a lot of people will be like karma's a bitch yeah like yeah it's okay relax for a second (laughs) (laughs) because by saying that you're implying that it's some external force or some like universal justice system that's coming to get you for all the bad shit you did exactly and that's not the case karma loosely translated essentially is your own doing so it's so this is why when we talk about Zen stoicism, we come back to the intentions because like your own doing begins with your intentions. Uh huh. You can do something quote unquote good. Yeah. That's on the outside, and everybody's oh wow, like they treat yeah. you like a hero for it. But if your intentions were in the wrong place, if your intentions were in the place of a delusion, let's say like expediency, control, anyone or performance, you can't get away from that. Yeah, preach, bro. So, so like he thinks I'm going to stop him. It's true. <laughs> So you, it is your own doing. You yeah. create your own karma. Yeah. And it's not somebody watching you. Yo, you going to get it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's so true because we were in the studio the other night and we we're talking, right? And we we're mm-hmm. like, oh, this person is such a good guy. And then 
somebody looks at me and say, oh, how can you say he's a good guy? Mm. When he's at work or whatever, he's, he does this and he does that. And, for this, and then the guy says, yeah, he beats his wife when he goes home. Is he still a good guy? Yeah. He seems to have good intentions. No. <laughs> like, I, I don't get that. No, yeah. Right? Like, there, there's so much incongruency in into that. So we would say, all right, this guy is, you wonder, oh, what happened to this guy? All of a sudden, this happened. But it goes right back to you saying his intentions were never right. Mm-hmm. He put in a, he's putting on a show. Yeah. But real deep down, nah, it's not really good. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I think when... Like a lot of us, I think we're all guilty of putting on a show sometimes. All of us, bro. All of us. I think it's not just recognizing that you're putting on a show, but when you do recognize that you are putting on a show, yeah. to stop. Exactly. <laughs> and be sincere instead. And, and people, let me tell you guys something. In the business, what I've learned is sincerity takes you a long way. Mm-hmm. Because, and this is the thing, and I hope you guys are listening. This is the thing. It's so rare. It's so rare to find people who are sincere and doing music or doing something creative on a genuine level. It's very hard to it's find. It's true. It's true. Very hard to find. So when people come across that magic, <laughs> they try to hold on to it. Yes. They try to hold on to it. And people don't understand that. Like, it's not the it's not me going right now. And if you want to do it, don't get me wrong. If you want to do it. You want to come down to Miami and you want to rent a Lamborghini Urus for $1,500 a day and stun on Instagram? Do it, by all means. But there's something to be said about the kid that's in there practicing their craft Mm -hmm. daily and being sincere about their writing and their delivery and becoming a better artist. Yes. That's priceless. That's more valuable, in my opinion, I'm just going to talk from my opinion now, than the $1,500 a day Urus. Yeah, then then the flossing, right? And the like, flossing. Because that's not that's that's not a true artist. No, that's just somebody that models on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody in love with the idea of being the artist. Exactly. Meanwhile, the actual artist is the one that is just putting in that work. So, I I have a belief that everybody has some element of creativity in them. It might not be your stereotypical creative avenues mm-hmm. like art and music. It might be something different. Yeah, but in your from your experience, if there is somebody listening to this right now and maybe they're, they've been performing and they know it and they can hear as they listen to this, oh shit, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> Why y'all up in my head now? <laughs> I gotta go both ways. Yeah, so if, if somebody's listening and maybe this is resonating with them and they have something to express, some kind of creativity, but they're afraid to do it. You've been in that position before. Of, of course. What, what would you tell them? Listen, I would say that you're... <laughs> <laughs> Let me preface it with this. A lot of times it's cliche because it works. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so right. it's going to sound cliche right now, but the world is your oyster. Yes. So mm-hmm. explore whatever it is. It could be something like what's popping right now, which is NFTs. Mm-hmm. So you could create an NFT, you could draw something, or you could paint something, or you could create some craziness with the text. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many ways to express yourself. And you got to find which expression works best for you. Yes. And that's it. And the only way you're going to know, the only way you're going to know, guys, is by exploring. Listen, I love all genres of music. I'm a musical paella. Mm -hmm. But honestly, my niche Mm -hmm. and what I love 
is reggae. Yes. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> so, you know, like, no matter how I explore with different genres and record with the YFN Luches, work on some tracks with Matt Miller or whatever, rest in peace, is I always come back to my bass. Mm-hmm. That thing that I first explored. Yes. Which was reggae music. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. I can't escape it, bro. Yes. And I come back to it and I feel whole. So that's what I would say. I would say, yeah, sample everything. The world is your oyster. Try everything. Mm-hmm. But when you find that thing, it's going to make you feel whole. Yes. And that's the thing that you have to keep on returning back to. Mm-hmm. And when I say it makes you feel whole, I mean, like, guys, you're going to feel like, yo, you're going to sleep. You're going to think about it. You're going to wake up. You're going to think about it. And it just, for me, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could make a hip hop track and then tomorrow I'll be like, all right, whatever. Yeah. The reggae one, I'm in it, man. Yeah, you do the reggae one, whether or not somebody's paying you to do exactly. it. You just make it. Exactly. And that's, exactly. I think that's a really important piece, especially because it, it seems like our conversation has definitely been geared a lot towards creativity. And there's a few things to be said here. Number one, some stoic motivation for you. Oh, yeah. Drop it. You're going to die one day. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So, Uh. I know. Every time I say that, Nico (laughs) Nico has that response. Because it's a a grim reminder. It's a grim. (laughs) It can be a grim reminder. It, It does sound morbid at first, but it also is the thing that is most liberating. Exactly. It's to understand that the nature of all things is temporary. Yes. And that includes, you know, our existence and our time here. And if you treat it like it's going to last forever, like you're always going to have a chance to do these things that you love, one day that might not be the case. Exactly. All right. So I think the first thing is, yes, like you said, the world is your oyster. Go try things. If you don't know what that creative outlet is, just go try things. See what grabs your attention. And then also keep in mind one one way that you'll know that it's not mm-hmm. is if you start engaging in the intentions of performance, the intentions of expediency. Got him. Right? Yeah. Like these are the delusions that you'll fall into oh, if, yeah. if these are your base intentions. But if it's a sincere expression and you can show up and do it, then one of the other Zen Stoic intentions is the intention of discipline, which is to, in essence, realize that life is lived in the process. It's not lived in the outcomes. Like... You're not going to sit there all day, Nico, and think about the, the next Grammy. It's no. not. That's not where the magic is. <laughs> Definitely. It's not where the magic is. And it's ironic that you say that because I have known other creatives that mm-hmm. get caught in that. Yes. So they don't, they ignore now the process mm-hmm. and the joy of creating and composing and trying to find fresh sounds that, that eagerness that they had before because they, achieve some level of accolades or whatever mm-hmm. and they fa- fail under that pressure yeah. because now it's no longer about the process it's more yo this is what i gotta do to get another one mm-hmm. it's about the next thing only dj Khaled could give you another one <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what these guys are under that but only him dj Khaled, his motivational video that he made years ago yeah. is still one of my favorite things ever <laughs> another one i don't know so like that's 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 the thing for real because you guys have to fall in love with the process. Yes. Even when it's painful, mm-hmm. you gotta love it. You must. Listen, I go by the thing. I tell all the people, yo, I eat a lot of. I do, <laughs> oh, I yes. do, but it's because I love the process. Yes. And once I figured out to get, and, and we spoke about this on the podcast before too, fall in love with the process and not the outcome. Mm-hmm. So. 
Your life will change. Yes. Let me say it again. Your life will change. <laughs> so, Nico, I think a lot of confusion happens around this idea of loving the process. Because yeah. I, I think, I, and and why I think this is because this is how I felt about it <laughs> when I first heard that phrase. But I thought loving the process means the process has to be fun. Yeah, and no. you have to like it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and there's a very big difference between liking the process and loving the Love, process. Uh -huh. So can you speak to what the difference between those two things is? Bro, it's almost like loving the process, it goes with having a discipline. So even on the days that you don't want to go in the studio and you don't want to go and play that chord, you love it so much that you're just going to go in there for five minutes. And mm -hmm. that five minutes is going to turn into ten. And ten minutes is going to turn into an hour. Yes. That's what loving the process is all about. Mm -hmm. It's when you don't feel like going in the studio. You don't feel like opening up that composition software. And you're like, oh, I had such a sucky day. Oh, this is terrible. And you go, ping. Oh, that's pretty cool. Ping. Oh, that's even better. And you're like, holy crap. I've been in here four hours. <laughs> that's loving the process. Because... Sometimes I might go in with the best intention to create 10 records or 10 instrumentals and I only come out with zero. <laughs> Hashtag performance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hashtag performance. But you, yo, you got to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. You got to be like, yo. Yeah. As you're saying that, something occurred to me. It's Talk like, to me. when you think about relationships... They are also a process. They are. They're not a destination. And when you love somebody and you're in a relationship with them, does that mean that every day is going to be fun? Nah, bro. Listen, <laughs> listen I, I love my wife. Listen, not every day I want to come home and say, baby. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. I but, agree with that. And on the flip side, think about if in the realm of relationships, since we're in this, if you like somebody versus love them, and you have enough experience with them that are not fun, but you only like them, you do not love them. You're not going to stay. Bro. You're not going to stay. You're not going to stay. Exactly. <laughs> we broke through here. <laughs> yeah, no, but I agree 100%. I agree. And you're right. It is correlation, correlated to relationships. Yes, to, to all things. I mean, to all I think things. one of the, the principles that within the intention of discipline yeah. is that idea of loving the process but it's also or the, the idea that life is lived in the process and to love the path mm -hmm. which is you know, inspired from one of the zen stoic concepts of mortifati which is means loves your love your fate don't your merely fate. tolerate it and bear it but actively love it and that yeah. was something talked about by nietzsche yeah and to love your fate is to be as grateful for the triumphs as you are for the challenges. Yeah. And it's a very different place to live because <clears throat> at least what I noticed coming out of the traditional coaching in industry, right. the self-help industry and everything right, like that, right. there's, there are a lot of schools of thought that are all about like positive psychology and being positive. But the funny thing is when you're being pot, like when you're prioritizing positivity, let's say that's your North stars. Oh, right. just always be positive and optimistic. What you're actually doing is you're estranging yourself. You're estranging a whole part of yourself by pretending it doesn't exist. Exactly. And by shutting out all negativity, you're performing, that's for damn sure. <laughs> but you're also inherently creating another negative. It's You can't actually yeah. get away from it. No, you can't. You create your own noise of, oh, that's not positive. 
<laughs> oh, I don't want to be around that person. Right. That person is positive. Exactly. Enough. And you can't love your path if you're not embracing both the positive and the negative, or as I like to call them through Zen Stoic, the pleasant and the unpleasant. Because again, they're not good and bad. Exactly. Just some feel good, some don't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And as simple as we're talking about it, though, Vic, it's very hard. <laughs> it's very hard? It's very hard. No, think about it. Like, yo, for real, because I almost feel like I was once on that... Oh, everything should be positive and everything. Oh, that's how I started, baby. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? No, no, it's for real. Like, I used to be, oh, I have to be, protect my energy. Oh, everything's positive. No, it doesn't work that way, yeah, man. No, positive thinking is, was the gateway drug to Zen Stoicism. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, I, I, it's very helpful. It's definitely better than just being negative all the time no yeah and some people will be super pessimistic and they'll call themselves a realist yeah. <laughs> which is always it's, it's like a, you, it's not about trading one for the other it's about understanding that both of them are <sighs> equally as important to the experience and they as the both other. exist bro yeah you don't deny what is exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and not even both the three of them exist because you really have some people that are pessimistic you yes, know what i mean absolutely like, there's never nothing there's never good enough for them regardless yeah i agree with that i mean it's embracing and i think that's the part of life where i'm at right now i'm all i'm overstanding because i don't want to say i'm understanding i'm overstanding <laughs> that all these things happen mm -hmm. and all these things all these emotions are here in life and honestly we're just ebbing flowing through it yes let me enjoy the highs let me enjoy the lows because mm -hmm. there's something to be learned in all stages. Yes. And then when that, when everything is stagnant and chill, you're like, what? Ain't nothing going on today? <laughs> Wait, you, mentally you good? Okay. Yeah. We just do one, nothing? Not even a little stress out of mind? <laughs> you mean I just get to chill here? Yeah. <laughs> you got to embrace it. You know yes. what I mean? Because it's not every day that you're going to have that, that mind frame and understand that it all exists. It all mm -hmm. exists. You can't go one way far off the Richter and then the other way off the Richter too. You just got to take it as it comes. Yeah. And I think it's, I think what's interesting is <clears throat> we've been running through the intentions and the delusions. And one that we haven't mentioned yet, I think is really important. This is uh, inspired by Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. Uh, the OG. From, yeah. The OG <laughs> from his book, uh, Meditations, where he talks about how the soul degrades itself in five ways. And the first way is when the soul separates itself from nature. So the delusion within the Zen Stoic philosophy is the delusion of dissociation. So mm -hmm. that's to isolate yourself from nature or dissociate yourself from nature. And that includes not just the nature of the world around you in the universe, yeah. but also to dissociate yourself from your own instincts, from your own human nature. And the nature of human beings is we like to solve problems. That's it. That's we love it. if we have a life absent of problems, it's going to be cool for two days. Yeah, and then you're going to be like, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you dissociate from negativity yeah. or things that are not, you know, positive and peppy, you're almost, you're ignoring half of the experience. Exactly. And what, what what is that like? You you're going to be rocking in your chair when you're getting to the end of your life, and you're going to be like, damn, I was a bubble person. Yeah. I didn't really experience much. And it's, and for me, that's the most scary thing. Yes. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Now, for those of you listening, Nico and I are not suggesting at all that you go chasing negative experiences. No. 
<laughs> Thank you for the disclaimer because no, we're not saying that either. You know what I mean? Go out there <laughs> and put yourself in a really tough situation. Definitely not what we're saying. Either. No, don't Definitely do that. Definitely not what we're saying. We're just saying, yo. Like these things are going to happen anyway. They happen and it's, it's not so much that you don't want them to happen. It's how you deal with them when they happen to you. Which tying that back to the whole warrior in the garden lesson that you and i both value yes. immensely immensely yeah I because mean. it's I, I think a lot of people hear that phrase and they think to themselves a oh, warrior in the garden okay where does their mind go the warrior part that's yeah. the part that sounds badass yeah, and cool. yeah yeah that's, yeah yeah that's the one but okay there's two parts in that little example it's not just the warrior it's the garden as well exactly and the warrior represents the person who is ready to deal with the inevitable battles or storms that might come to life that is strong enough, that's not wishing for things to be easier, but is in essence prepared for these things. And right. the garden, that's all the good in your life. Whoa, did you guys hear what he said? Like sometimes he goes through some great valuable stuff so quickly, but I got to pull it back. <laughs> the, the key word in that was inevitable. Yes. It's going to happen, guys. Yes. It's, it's not if, it's just when. That's right. It's when. It's It, it absolutely is that. And so... Knowing that you're prepared for it, but also having your garden, having your the good things in your life, the people that love you, the people that you love, yeah. the things to be grateful for, the <clears throat> your own space. It could be a literal garden. Yeah. Like my man Nico here, he's got some Scotch bonnet peppers happening whoop, whoop. in his patio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, now everybody knows I'm a real Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't believe him. Yeah. <laughs> Growing peppers outside. Yeah, man, for sure. But yeah. it brings me peace. Yes, absolutely. Bring, and funny enough, peace. as you said. <laughs> Uh, as he brings that up, I have two pepper plants. One of them not doing so well, <laughs> and the other one's doing better. That's right. But I understand that's a part of it, the process. Yeah. I'm not going to look at the other pepper. Hey, you need to do better. Yeah, you're not going to yell at your peppers. Uh, you? Never, never. That's, na that's nature's, whatever nature had intended for that pepper. Exactly, exactly. So now when we're on the Zen Stoic path, what do you think is the biggest thing? Because I know for me, there those two philosophies switched me a little bit triggered some difference in the way how i approach things mm -hmm. if i was to say to you yo vic give me one thing that i could drop give me a gem bro that i could drop on somebody and they could say okay i could step a toe on the path all right i'm gonna give you a feed <laughs> okay okay yeah it's interesting that you asked that because the first thing that came up was one of the principles yeah which is to be the source of what you seek to experience. Okay, I like that. So I think a lot of us, <clears throat> we wish for things. We desire things. And through our desires, we become attached. Yeah. So we see on one side of the river, we're experiencing the unpleasant things. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the river, we see the pleasant fantasies of whatever right. it is that we're trying to get to. Like the grass is on greener. Right. Yeah, so we I try think. to build that bridge. Yeah. But the idea is... Instead of sitting there and wishing for things to be easier or desiring that the world gives you something that you don't have, the idea is to be the source of that which you seem to seek. And this does bring about a sense of self-sufficiency, but it's also like, it's how you scratch your own itch. Yeah. And it's to realize that if you're always dependent on a certain feeling that you're after, let's say, for instance, just as an example, let's say you want love in your life. Mm -hmm. In order to be the source of what you seek to experience be loving wow. it's like the whole cliche of be the change you want to see but at the same time it's become the source of what you seek wow that, yo that's powerful bro give it to others bro 
You gave me a little bit more than I was bargaining for. I well, like you. It. You asked for a gem. I'm gonna give you a gem. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, but it's true. It's true. I feel like people get caught up on that, though, right? Mm-hmm. They they say, "I want this. I want this." They don't say, "Okay, I'm willing to give that to get." No, I don't want to say that, guys, because it doesn't have to be that transaction where you have to give to get. But you have to be the source, as Victor is saying. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to experience, you got to be the source of it. Yeah, and you're so it would be. You're going to be so surprised to see how that gets back attracted to you. Yeah. You be the source of it because if you don't, what you end up doing is attaching to the fantasy of having the thing. And the attachment is what creates the suffering. It's the thing that you think is in the way between you you where you are and you being enough. 150%. And the thing is that whole thought process of am I enough doesn't come up when you're being completely sincere. Mm-hmm. And you're being sincere in your pursuit to be the source of what you want to experience and what you seek to experience. And instead start giving that to others. Yeah. Because if you're always giving that thing that you're wishing to experience, then you always have it. And you're never short. You're never missing it. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, yo, yo, that's a good one, bro. I give you that. <laughs> I give you that. Guy. You, guys, you put you me on the that. spot, yeah. Nico. <laughs> but no, but that, that's, that's a great way to bring somebody into it. Because mm-hmm. listen... People often think that everything that they need is outside. <laughs> it's really. They look outside. Oh, I want that. Oh, I need that. They, but, but they don't realize their potential and they have it in them already. Yeah. And that's another form of dissociation is thinking that the things that you need are somehow going to be provided by your external world. Exactly. And exactly. That, <laughs> like, nah. it starts from within. 150%, bro. 150%. And I think that, to me, is a true gem. Because when people realize their power mm-hmm. and what they have, half the battle is won. Yes. Half the battle is won. Marcus Garvey said it, you know, but this, once you figure that out, mm-hmm. half the battle is won. Yeah. Let, let, let's even bring this into an example. What if, Nico, yep. how do you think you would have turned out if <sighs> instead of making the music and being the source of the music, you would have just when to listen to the music as your way of dealing with things. How do you think that would have changed things? Jeez. Big time. Big change. I feel like I wouldn't, oh man, I, 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 I can't even answer that because I don't even know how I'd feel. Yes. Would, would I just be like consuming it and then just having it sit and just mm-hmm. stew in my soul? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or would it be a thing where I'm listening to it and it presents some sort of relief for me as well? Yeah. Because, might, might present the relief. Yeah, because look, it's just like what you said. I could be, that could not be the thing that I could express myself with creatively. I could be a great fan and listen to the music mm-hmm. and then actually be a great illustrator. Yes. And those songs or whatever inspire me to illustrate something that was so dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it could work either way. It sounds like in either scenario, you would have still found a way to oh, create. Oh, 150 <laughs> Bro, 150%. If I'm not making the music, I'm, I'm drawing to yeah, the music. And I'm telling you, 150%. Listen, when I, when I used to live in Jamaica, the greatest mm. thing, and I still do it to this day. Listen, I don't know how, how about you guys, but I cannot cook without music. <laughs> <laughs> so when I cook and music is playing, bro, the food tastes better. Oh, yes. The food tastes better, <laughs> you know what I mean? And cooking is a form of creativity as yes. well. So I guess you're right. Either way, I'd have found a way to self-express that. 
mm-hmm. if it's not me creating the music. That's right. But it would be something creative because I remember when I was back home, <laughs> chopping up those onions, chopping up those onions, yeah, whatever, bro. We're yeah. making it happen. That's right. And with you, the music in the background. With the music in the background, are you dancing? It feels good. Yeah. Yes. So I would have expressed it. You're right. Yes. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would be different because I wouldn't be composing them, mm-hmm. but I would find, I would use it as the additional oomph to do whatever I need to do. Yes. Either way, you'd still be creating something. You'd still yes. be yes. providing something because I feel like when we have that sincere emotion within yeah. us and we hoard it, we never let it out. Yeah. That's when it begins to eat us alive from oh, inside yeah. out. Yo, bro. Yep. I 150% agree with that. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Just think, I like, I know, at least for me, anytime I'm not doing or create, like, engaging in my own creative pursuits and endeavors, like, this podcast is just one example of, of a course. creative endeavor for me. Exactly. Right, like, but, no, no, <laughs> like no, no. I like to get on here and talk. Well, let me pause. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to interrupt. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, bro, like, there has been so many people even from the prior podcast that has told me the value they found in your conversations. Mm-hmm. So you, you created this amazing forum where people are actually healing or yeah. growing or learning. Like to me, bro, that's dope. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it, it, just look at it in a simple form and it's just conversations we're having. Yeah. And people are actually growing. People are actually taking what you're saying to them and they're, you're planting the seeds, the mental seeds mm-hmm. that maybe they would uh, um, approach a situation that they would have a negative experience with in a different way. Yes. Be able to respond to it differently. So that was the first riches that I saw in music. Mm. Right? Yes. So people think, oh, Nico must be making a lot of bank. Yo, listen to me, man. Listen to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch Iman Bank account. <laughs> but what 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 I saw was this is a time when YouTube was just popping off, it, mm-hmm. like just popping off, and I had released a rhythm. So a rhythm is like a compilation of one rhythm track, mm-hmm. and you get six or seven artists to voice their renditions mm-hmm. on that same rhythm track, which yes. is dope. That's just a cultural thing in in reggae. Mm-hmm. So. There was Pressure Bus Pipe, a great artist, big up Pressure Bus Pipe, wherever he is. And we recorded this song in 2010, released it in 2011, started getting a lot of buzz, generating a lot of buzz, bro. Mm-hmm. And I went on YouTube because, you know, Victor always jabs me about this, but there was no YouTube Red at that time. <laughs> I, no, I don't like listening to the ads, man. <laughs> I go and I type, she's my heart rhythm, and I saw somebody take the rhythm and the song, Let Love Grow, and they were in Thailand, bro. I think Thailand or Taiwan, mm-hmm. and they did an engagement video. Whoa. Keep in mind, bro, <laughs> we're in Miami, Florida. Yeah. This art is being exported halfway across the world. Mm-hmm. They chose to use the song I created with this person to announce their engagement or to show their engagement video, to express their love. That's amazing. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you straightforward. To me, that was more valuable than any music check I ever got. 
That's what it's about, man. That's what it is. That sincere connection. Bro, that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. When people can connect with something you create, it's almost like making a good plate of food and they say, oh my God. Yeah. Give me seconds. (laughs) You're taking them on a journey. (laughs) Yeah. So that's where I saw the the value in creating. It's the same thing with a podcast. Yeah, man. Somebody hears it. Yo, whoa. Stoic path. This is it now. Yeah. And, And the thing is, and I'm sure you you had this too. Like you make the music that you like. Yeah. And in terms of this podcast or even the previous podcast, it was like we were making in the previous podcast, we were making the podcast that we needed to hear. We exactly. Like by having these conversations about these are the ideas that are really impacting us. Yeah. Like yeah. these are the ideas that are impacting me. And that's the whole reason that I'm doing the Zen Stoic Path. Bro. And even why I changed the name to the path. Because <laughs> this is the path we're walking. It's exactly, bro. Exactly. But there's such power in it. And I think that's something, too, that doing it from the right place of intention that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. When you have that, plus something like this, where it's creative and you're sharing it with the world. Because that was one of my biggest things, too. As you start out in this path, you're like... Am I good enough? I don't want to share it with this person because I'm not sure yet. So Performance. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But once you start sharing and it's a genuine intention and you mean it, you're making it from the heart, basically, Mm -hmm. for lack of better words. Yes. It will resonate. If it's only one person that it resonates with, that's all that matters. Yeah, if if you're being real, it's going to connect with somebody. 150%. And that's the power of sincerity is like sincerity can always be felt. It might not always be agreed with, but it will always be felt. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to throw a curveball. Do it. That's why they had to take out Bob. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's true. There is a saying in Jamaica, like seven brothers, seven different minds. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're all human beings and we're going through this experience of being alive. Mm -hmm. So Vic has his perspective. I have my perspective. The person in the left of the chair, which is no one right now, but <laughs> they have their perspective. For as, sake of example. Yeah, for sake of example. <laughs> they have their perspective, right? So sometimes we might not all align. Mm-hmm. When there's a power in genuine music or creating art from a genuine place, when Bob Marley says, one love, mm-hmm. one heart, and you have multiracial people in unison singing that, and feeling the same emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, that's scary. <laughs> I, I got goosebumps right now. Oh, yeah. Think about that, bro. Think about the control. Just what you say in a while, the control. Think about the power. Oh, that's, there's, <clears throat> I think, what's more powerful. Like, I think control is an illusion. Yeah, of course. One. Of course. I think what that song does, just as the example that you gave, it. It brings us into our humanity. Exactly. Because I might not have been in the best key when I sang it, but I know you felt some sort oh, of I way. felt it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is something that was created years ago, bro. Yeah. That's pop. And still that's to this day is creating that, exactly. that level of connection. That exactly. That's something that he created from a genuine place, and that's why it's resonating to this day. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. I think some people, when they hear sincere... They they might be thinking to themselves like yeah I am sincere like I, I I express my emotions but then I feel like that gets lost especially when people get into this conversation of yeah I'm super sincere I'm really blunt with people first of all <laughs> when you're being blunt with somebody yes <laughs> nah 
That's not it. That's not it. That's nah, not it. That's, uh, that's actually like a form of like emotionally vomiting on somebody. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, I want to make you feel this thing. Bro, and it's so true because people mistake that mm-hmm. for, oh, it's a good thing that you're being, no, oh, no, whoa. Let's reanalyze this. Mm-hmm. Like, let's really think about it. Are you really coming from that place of good intention, true intention? Mm-hmm. Or is it a defense mechanism that's while you're right. being direct? Yes. Is it helping your performance? <laughs> it just keeps coming up, bro. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, listen, listen. Hashtag performance on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But no, I, I, that's, that's, that's it, bro. That's it. Like, that's that for me, yo, is where I'm at right now in my life and career. If, if it could connect with somebody and make their entire being or their life change in some way, I'm all about it. Or mm-hmm. if it doesn't, I'm all about it, too. Yes. That's why when the pandemic happened and I started reducing them all to studio sessions, I wrote the book. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did yeah. write a book. So, yeah, t- tell us a little bit about your book. All right. So the book is Creative Living, Side Hustle of Audio Engineering. Because this is where I'm breaking it down that almost anyone could create a secondary income by recording in their mom's garage <laughs> and meeting multi platinum recording artists and still making it happen so you don't need much but mm-hmm. just a creative mind yes and it's a creative living bro like this is something that anyone could pick up we look at your studio right now it's on and popping we're recording on it and it mm-hmm. just branches from that yes. so i basically go through and give a little insight on my story show them that it's possible and it's all a mindset thing yes right it's all mm-hmm. a mindset thing sometimes it's not about having the multi-million dollar studio mm-hmm. is having that creative energy and that, and that what do you call it now? That, that little oomph to try and go for it. That I little mean, starter. Yes. Yeah, that, a lot of that, the, the, ambition. Yes. Yeah. It's also the willingness to put yourself on the line. Yeah, 100%. Now, that's what you're doing when you go off of the tried and true that everybody's telling you to do. Exactly, exactly. But it's like what you said when we were driving, right? When we were on our ambitious coffee run. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very ambitious coffee run. It was no joke. It was a chopping block. People admire those people that put their neck on a chopping block. Yeah. (laughs) And then they won't do it. Yeah. Then they admire the one that does it. We we respect those who do. Yeah. are willing to put themselves on the line, especially when they're doing it from a place of sincerity exactly. when they're doing it from a place of performance though it, we, oh, know, no, no. we know immediately we, we, like, see we know them. we know somebody when they're trying to just gra- garner attention yep yeah we also yep. know when somebody is actually just being real and honest with 150 150 percent. so i guess hmm, we would say the key is also the intention what we're talking about yes Be i real with your that, that's the one thing that you can always control is what your intention is, right? And yeah. when we talk about stoicism, we fo- we talk about the dichotomy of control and like focusing on what you can control. The reality is there's not much that you can control. The only yeah. thing you can really control is your choice in the matter. Exactly. And intention is the very first thing you choose in all things. It's, it's the root of your choice. Mm-hmm. By choosing these intentions, by choosing the intentions of humanity, of sincerity, of discipline Mm -hmm. of understanding the zen stoic intentions you'll put yourself in a place where at the end of the day no matter what the result ends up being you can always accept yourself ah and that is it bro no matter the outcome you could accept it yes and at the end of the day even if you win 
if you can't accept yourself, then you've lost. You lost. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, bro. I, I, I ain't got nothing else to say to that. So, Nico, I, I spontaneously I have this quote in my mind, and I'm just very curious to hear what your thoughts are on it. But it's a quote from Carl Jung, mm-hmm. and it says, I'm paraphrasing. I might mess it up, but That's fine, we're going to do our best here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my head on the chopping block. <laughs> yeah, I respect that. <laughs> so it goes like this. The world will ask you who you are. And if you don't know, the world will try to tell you who you are. Yeah. Straightforward. How has that played out in your life? Straightforward. With music, with all the things you've chosen. Straightforward. Listen to me. Let's go right back to the inception of our conversation. If I didn't choose this path and stick with this path regardless, I probably would be in med school. I would be a crappy ass doctor, but I would probably do it. Just to satisfy everybody else around me. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't find any joy in it. I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. I just had an image of that as you said that. No, it's I, true. I, I'd see like your the other doctors or the nurses being like, Dr. Davis, yeah. why are you playing the damn drums with your scalpels? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just yeah. I have music in me. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's real though, bro. It's yes. real because I would have listened to the narrative of everyone when they said, Yo, don't do that. No, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think Nico would be a sad boy. Yeah. Sad boy. It's the other day I'm talking to my niece who's dating somebody that's like super intelligent. Went to Amarillo, the big aviation school. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to build a Elon Musk SpaceX rocket ship. But the kid likes to DJ, bro. <laughs> The kid just likes to go into clubs and DJ. Yes. And she's like, yo, you can't just talk to him, like, tell him, yo, leave that DJ thing. I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> buy him the equipment. Yeah, buy him another one. <laughs> yes, buy him the equipment. Let him start DJing more. Mm-hmm. If that's what makes him happy and that's where he finds his true joy, let him do it. Yes. Let him do it. Let him feel that fulfillment. Yeah, because if you rob that from him right now, uh, uh-uh. uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna sit down and say, "Damn, remember that time at the club when we mm-hmm. shut it down?" Mm-hmm. He's gonna say, "Damn, I put a rocket up in in, in the moon and um, they were like, oh, that was an amazing rocket.'" He's yeah. like, "Yeah, whatever, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> it's you, just a rocket. It's just a rocket. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. not really what you want. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. why you go for the people that are passionate about. Building rockets. That's right. Yeah, it's one of the the things that's in development with the philosophy of Zen Stoicism is something that I call the eight endeavors of Zen Stoicism. And one of them is called integral leadership. And I feel like a lot of people get the concept of leadership mixed up in this idea of the person who is making the decisions, the person who is inspiring others and leading others into another vision. And yes, those are all symptoms or traits that you might see in somebody who is a leader, but it's not necessarily the definition. An integral leadership is very simply to have the awareness of and to be where you're needed most. Yeah. And you're not needed most in something that you hate the process of. That's yeah. not where you're needed most. Yeah. You could say that people need that problem solved, 
but there's nothing saying that has to be you, especially if that's not your path. Yeah, 150%. And sometimes where you're needed most is not on the front line. It's not in. It's not leading the charge. Sometimes where you're needed most is to just listen to somebody. You're right. Sometimes it's just maybe it's even to be the recipient of something or exactly. to be the follower in that situation. But it's having the awareness to go, this is where I'm needed most at this moment. Instead of being needed most... Or thinking that you're needed most in the narrative that somebody has prescribed you or told you who you are, you realize I'm needed most where I can be at my highest level of contribution, where I can be have the joy to be able to keep doing this thing for the people who it's helping. And being already in positions of leadership, I uh, completely agree with that. And I see fellow managers or people in positions of leadership that don't know when to call that. Mm. And that's a scary thing, right? Yeah. That's a scary thing because what this is my perspective on why. The reason why is they don't know how to transition to what you're talking about. Because their growth as a member of the leadership committee or whatever mm-hmm. was told, you have to do this. And they didn't realize that the book has turned a page. Yes. And what they were traditionally known to do to be a leader has completely shifted. Yes. And what happens now? They end up, by them not transitioning and maturing to what you're talking about, they end up frustrating the team. Mm-hmm. And that's when we lose. Because it's very possible that their leadership is coming from one of those four delusions. Yes, sir. Maybe it's coming from the delusion of control. Yeah, for Maybe sure. Maybe it's coming from the delusion of expediency. For sure. And you know what? That's when I think you as the person, if you are, if, if anybody listening to this is going through this right now, that's when you got to really step back, like force yourself to step back because I believe that leadership is not just go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I believe true leadership, if I were to define it, mm-hmm. like a leader is to be like, yo, this is the jungle you guys need to be chopping in. Mm-hmm. But don't be in the jungle with us, bro. If I'm not needed in the jungle and I have the managers and the people to actually do the the, the chopping, mm-hmm. that's better than it. That better than yeah. Let the person who is, in other words, qualified, qualified, right, or prepared to take on that role. To exactly, take on that role. exactly. But what what am I going to do? If I see as a leader they're lacking, as you're saying, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback it though. No, no, no. sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to criticize it. We're going to find solutions together. Correct. Or we're going to say, hey, yo, this is the wrong jungle. Yes. I'm going to own up to it and we're going to switch. <laughs> 100%. And I think all of this comes back to in order to embody that endeavor of integral leadership and having the awareness of where you need it most, it begins with that sense of sincerity. Yes. And the sincere expression And again, this doesn't have to be some kind of, keep in mind, this is not limited to just artistic or musical endeavors. This is like all things creative. We can think of creative as like problem solving. As human beings, like we're rewarded for the problems that we solve for others. Yeah, 150. Yeah. So that's that's been a thought that I know has been brewing. (laughs) For sure. In in all of our conversations. For sure, for sure. Because that's really what it comes down to, right? Yes. Nico, before we we begin to wrap up, I have a a question for you. Shoot, bro. Let's just imagine that 
you lost all your memory, but you could keep one thought, one lesson, one principle, any of the above, that you can basically begin to build yourself back up again with, what would that be? What would be the one thing that you'd be like, as long if I had this principle, I could rebuild myself. I could dive into my creativity once again, even if I lost all my memory and everything. What would that be? Nothing lasts forever. Ooh. <laughs> That's it, bro. Ooh. Nothing <laughs> lasts forever. Yes. And I think that encompasses everything. Yes. On understanding more my mortality, understanding that this memory loss is just a moment in time. Yes. That's right. And I could go through it, but nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And by me understanding and living by that, I know that this too will pass. Yes. No matter how terrible it is. No, no matter how, how hard it is, how great it is, mm-hmm. this too will pass. Nothing lasts forever, bro. Maybe. Maybe mindset, bro. That's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the most powerful things I've learned in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Because everybody, I, I, I can't talk for everybody, but for myself, I felt like, yo, my trajectory was, mm-hmm. pandemic hit, yeah, I didn't even know where I was going. Yeah, just disoriented. But right now, I could tell you this much, two years later, right now, we're looking like we're going up again, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I overstand that, yes, we are fortunate because of where we are in the world and the time we are in the world. Mm-hmm. Where we're able to get this going or whatever, but it didn't last forever when people were like, This is doomsday, this is the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it didn't last forever, guys. It was really a two year time capsule. That's, That's right. Look at it. All things temporary, my G. All right, Nico. I appreciate you being on this podcast, brother. I know you and I can go for several yeah, more hours. For sure. For, <laughs> I, I was just getting nice. That's right. Just, I was just getting toasty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, Vic. Yo, you are doing something magnificent, bro. And Thank you. It's a joy to see your growth too, right? Because a lot of back history here. He was on our podcast with Echo Slim. Echo Rebel Experience. That was my first podcast ever. Yo, and he was dropping gems. <laughs> hot fire, hot fire, gems. Hot fire, hot fire, <laughs> gems. And then to see him take on the podcasting world and actually shine, because he was saying, listen, the last podcast actually garnished over, what, 100,000 listeners? Yeah. And, bro, this one's on the way to 200,000. 500,000 let's get half a million but it's it's happening so i am elated for it i'm happy for the zen stoic path i know it's going to be great like the conversations you're bringing is priceless bro thank you and i and honestly i couldn't have done it without you nico like you got me started in this world (laughs) my man it's good my g it's good and if you ever feel in doubt just know Nico Rebel is listening. That's right. Nico, Rebel is listening. <laughs> Nico where, where can the people find you if they want to look more into the stuff that you do, into your work? All right, guys. It's pretty simple. It's N-I-C-K-O-R-E-B-E-L-M-U-S-I-C dot com. Nico Rebel Music. Dot com. There you go. There you go, You heard guys. it here. Boom! <laughs> <laughs>